Welcome to more details, please, with your hosts, Emmanuel and Angela Williams, where we dive deeper into conversations with visionary entrepreneurs to discover what it takes to turn passion into purpose. Listen to real-world stories from self-starters and trailblazers and discover strategies and innovations shaping a greener future. Whether you are a seasoned business person or just starting out, let this be your go-to resource for inspiration and actionable tips for success. Join us now as we create a brighter, greener future together. Welcome to More Details, Please, broadcasting live in the Phoenix Business Radio X studios in Tempe, Arizona, where we help entrepreneurs turn their passion into purpose. We're your hosts, Angela. And Emmanuel Williams. And today in studio, you have us. Yes! So you're going to get some inside scoop as to what goes on in a family business, which we think is overly important to share. For our audience, because many of you may consider going in business, either with your family or otherwise, here is what we would recommend that you consider before you make that decision. And I have to tell you up front, it's not always rosy. Emmanuel? Well, I, I will say, first of all, thank you um, for um, sharing your time with us. Um, the, the, the theme of our podcast is entrepreneurs turning their passion into purpose. And it's really, really important that in a family business, there's passion and purpose because there's a lot of hurdles that we have to deal with in family businesses. So I'm really excited about sharing our journey and our, our ups and our downs, the rewards um, with you so that um, you can be more enlightened and more inspired if you choose to move in, into the direction of having a family business. Thank you, Emayo. You know, we've been in business um, for over 20 years, and I would love to be able to tell um, you that every day has been rosy, but that is not the case. Some may say um, we have our ups and downs, but I would say there's days where it's spicy, and there's days when it's spicy, and you get what I mean. So we're often asked a lot of questions like, what made you do this? What made you go into business, period? And what made you go into business together? And I, I think that is a question that will resonate with most of you. So we're going to deal with that question um, today. So let's get your insight, Imayo. Well, you know, I want to start with, you know, going into business. I've always been a business-minded person even when I was younger. Um, one of my first business entrepreneurs journeys was, I was maybe 11, 12, um, my brother was 13. And what we did was, this was when the karate movies was out. And for Christmas, he got a movie projector. And we used to go to Hudson's downtown and they used to sell these 15 minute spliced karate movies. And so we bought some of those movies and we used to look at karate movies. And so one of the things that my brother and I, we thought about was we said, hey, let's um, put a sheet up downstairs in the basement, put the projector down there and we can invite our friends over to watch a karate movie. Well, we, we, we ran the, the story to our mom and she was like, oh, that would be great because I can cook some popcorn and we can just like have a theater. They can have drinks, they can have popcorn, and they can go down in the basement and they can watch 15-minute karate movie. And I tell you, we had a long line of, of kids in the neighborhood lined up to come in to see these karate movies. So being an entrepreneur is something that has to be something that inside of you that you have a passion for. That is something that you want to do. So my journey as an entrepreneur started many, many, many years ago. And there were several different um, ventures that I was on. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. But at the same time, you know, there is a way of kind of understanding if that is something for you. 
Well, and for me, I would say I have always had that entrepreneur spirit. Um, I was one of those people where um, it was get your education. Nobody can ever take that away from you. And that's exactly what I pursued. In fact, I would say I use education as my self-therapy. Um, I am a natural learner. I love to learn. I um, just figured out that if I'm going to go to school, I might as well get a degree. So that's why I have so many. And when I think about entrepreneurship in general, I wanted the freedom and the flexibility to do things my way. I felt like a corporate career is great and I learned a lot. And I can think about 1995, which was a couple years after I graduated from college, I immediately knew that I wanted to be in business. I didn't know um, for what, but I wanted to be in business. But it didn't start in 1995. Like Emmanuel, it started when I was younger. I had a paper route. And I love my paper route. My dad and I um, did our paper route and I love payday Friday. So it was collection day. And that was one of the most important things to me. And I, I am one that sold Girl Scout cookies and everything else. It was that part of setting out with a goal in mind and saying, I am going to accomplish this. But what I learned early on is don't get too wrapped up in the goal. Don't get too wrapped up in the end state, I should say. Because sometimes it comes in a different package, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And I will also say, which is really important about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is not just establishing a business and making money. Entrepreneurship is about how many times you get knocked down and how many times you can get back up. Because at the end of the day, it, it's really about facing your fears, dealing with those barriers, and becoming a better person. Because you don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life what you are. And what you are is what you think, what you feel, what your personality is, and what your beliefs are. And if that, if in turn, that in turn determines what kind of energy are you putting out? What kind of vibrations are you putting out? Because believe it or not, we are always manifesting our reality whether we realize it or not. And so when you become aware of looking at life from as if the glass is half full or half empty, that's going to determine what you attract. So entrepreneurship is way more than just making money and, and, and trying to have a, an established business. Entrepreneurship is about becoming a better you. And that that is so, so very important. And everything else kind of surrounds that. I would say another key element to entrepreneurship is finding something that you have a passion for, you know, finding something that you love doing. When you look at LeBron James and all of the different people who make a lot of money doing what they're doing, they would do it if they was getting, wasn't getting paid or not. So it's the love that you have for what it is that you do, because at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, there are going to be mornings when you don't want to get up out of bed. There are going to be times when your back is against the wall. And I'm just telling you, this is just a part of being an entrepreneur. There are going to be times when you have to reach deep down in yourself and discover things and different parts of you that you didn't even know existed. And that's the beauty of the entrepreneurship is that it takes you into the unknown. You know, it's one thing to hunt for your food, but then there's another thing you know, when you have to get up and go hunt for your daily bread. But there's another thing, when you know you got a plate that's going to be there and you know you got food that's going to be there, those qualities and those characteristics and those values are still laying dormant because it's waiting on the challenge in order for you to grow. And I, and I will also say that we are all those wonderful caterpillars that is becoming a beautiful butterfly. And so situations and circumstances and things that happen in our lives, they're all happening for a reason. And they're the a, a higher consciousness that we're really connected to that is trying to tell us what we need to do. And so it's very, very important that we listen to that inner voice, that little quiet desire, that little quiet burning. It's very important that you connect to that because you're going to hear a lot of noise. You're going to hear a lot of noise with people telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. 
you know, you're going to you're gonna hear noise of what we perceive as success. What is a good entrepreneur? What is a successful entrepreneur? All of these things you're going to have to take into consideration because it's very, very important that you design what is valuable and what is success to you. So those are some of the things that we're going to dig a little bit deeper in when it comes to entrepreneurship and as a result, how we interact in a family structure and how we can overcome situation, circumstances to get to that next level of being a, what we perceive to be or what you perceive to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, the entrepreneur spirit is one part of it. But, you know, when we look at specifically why did we decide to get into detail experts, um, it, it's a whole nother story. And I can tell you um, from the beginning, I was one that says, yeah, 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 it sounds great. Um, you go ahead and figure out how to patent the method to do it. And then maybe I'll join you. But I, I was definitely one that was a little skeptical um, in the beginning. Uh, but Emmanuel, he held true. So what you that pursuing your passion came to the forefront, of course. Well, you know, one of the things that Warren Buffett says, he says that if you haven't been in bankruptcy at least three times, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And, and you know, what, what is really important is you got to have the right person with you. Uh, for me, I failed so many times and made so many mistakes in my entrepreneurial venture from selling balloons, selling Christmas toys, being Santa Claus. I mean, it was just so many, having a school, teaching people. It was so many things that I failed at. But I failed my way to success because I was able to attract and focus on the woman that took me, helped take us to the next level. Because I was in and out, dibbling, dabbling in different entrepreneur ventures and relationships with different people. And it wasn't until I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. It wasn't until I got knocked down to the point where I was like, wow, let me, let me think of, let me try to do something a little different. And that's when Angela walked into my life at my brother's church. And after spending a half a day with her, I said to myself, that's the woman that's going to help make me millions. And so I was right in my gut. And here we are 25 years later, and we're having an opportunity to sit here and share our journey. And that's because we're excited. So we're pursuing our passion, uh, which is helping others, while at the same time building um, success and a legacy for our family. It didn't always start in this spot. And I think that's where we're going to get into next. Um, how did we grow this business all these years without killing each other? Because um, there has been days. Yes. Well, I, I would say that, first of all, what is your purpose? You know, and I think one of the things that Angela and I really connect deep with is our purpose. And that is using our gifts and our talents to serve a greater good. And even when I look back at Angela's entrepreneurial venture, it was always about, yeah, making money, but it was more so about empowering and helping others. And even with me, you know, in my entrepreneurial venture, it was about making money, but I used to always get lost up into make, helping people more so than making money. And so it's really about utilizing your gifts and talents to help people, empower people, and serve a greater good in the world. And I think that is one of the key things that Angela and I connect with deeply, and that is something that is that you have to incorporate into your journey as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and we, we share a, a vision. We always talk about the difference between uh, you and I because we are different, but those differences uh, has definitely been to our advantage. I mean, you are the visionary and I am the executor. So it is one of those things where it's, it's exciting to share a vision, to know that you can create something that people can get excited about and build it in such a way where people can see the value in it. 
And at the end of the day, you can have the best idea possible, but not market it very well, and it won't go very far. Yes, and, and also people think, I think this is a misconception that they got to find some people like them in order to be a good entrepreneur. You got to find somebody that's just like you. No, you don't have to find somebody that's just like you. I think that's a could be a, a recipe for disaster. Angela and I, we are totally different. And different doesn't mean bad or good. It just means different. But it's really interesting is where I'm weak in terms of things that I don't do well, she's very strong qualities. And where I'm strong, she's not as strong. So that kind of, and and, and, and that's the key, um, that kind of balance us so that um, we could have a, a strong foundation as opposed to a one-sided foundation. But I tell you the key to that, because you say, you know, op- op- they say opposite attracts. But the key to that is Keeping your ego in check. That's another whole different situation when it comes to entrepreneurship and relationship. Because people say, well, I'm the boss. Well, what does that mean? People say, I'm the leader. So what does that mean? One of the things that I've learned as an entrepreneur, especially when you're in business with your family, is you got to know when to lead. And you got to know what to follow. Yeah, and that, that is exciting. And it's true, too, because prioritizing and planning is just as important. I'm a planner by nature. I plan almost everything. So when it comes to things like our finances or what's the next big thing that we're going to do, we just completed a retreat last week. And during the retreat, we set a goal, three goals of what we wanted to accomplish during that retreat. And it was... Definitely something that we focused on, but we got to those things after we settled in, created some space, found some enjoyment with others or food, et cetera. And then we got right to planning. So we've planned the next 100 days. So it's nearly 100 days to the end of 2023 right now. And our focus for the next 100 days is set and solid. We know what we're going to focus on. We know what it is that we're going to do. So we definitely prioritize planning. And that comes with the finances too. You have to plan the finances well in business. And there is a clear distinction, being a bean counter myself, between the finances that you have in your business and the finances that you have personally. Um, They are separate, though, yes, owners make investments. I I would say there was a lot of bootstrapping in our business, but having said that, there is a clear distinction between what we generate from sales in the business and the money that we have in our household. You know, I want to go back with bootstrapping um, and talk a little bit about that and, and, and being an entrepreneur and being in business with your family. You know, one of the things that came out of COVID and everybody can Test yourself. I mean, because this is about, are you are you ready to go into business with your family? And, you know, I can't tell you, but you have to know. But I can give you some pointers. I can give you some information that can help you make those better decisions by making you aware of certain things. So one of the things that you have to look for when you're talking about being an entrepreneur, and this is a really big test. What did you do when COVID hit? And you was in a house. You had to stay in the house for two months with your partner. And what? How? How did that evolve? How did that situation make you feel one way or another about your your mates and about your children? Because. You know, it's real easy to say, you know what, I'm going to go to work. You go your way, I go my way. We'll meet 3 o'clock, we we'll eat dinner, and then we'll go to bed. And we'll do some things with the TV and go to bed. But when you're on top of each other 24-7, seven days a week, and you don't have that outlet, what really happens is what is stirring up on the inside of you, those emotions, those negativity feelings, those memories, 
those unforgiving thoughts, those unforgiving emotions, when you can't go out and go run or go to the movies or go to work and have some time away from each other, you have to deal with that right then and there. So how was that with you when it came to your partner, your children? Because that's just a snapshot of what entrepreneurship is about. And on top of that, you have to add the finances on top of that as well. You have to be able to get up every morning and say, I got to go hunt because there's not going to be no food on my plate if I don't get up and go hunt. So that's just kind of a, a snapshot of something that you have to look at when it comes to entrepreneurship in your family and you look at the dynamics of how that COVID situation played out. You know, the, the other thing I think that we had to figure out is um, giving each other the space, the space to learn, to grow, to make mistakes. And what we have done in our business, Detail Experts, I manage the day-to-day operations of the business. And, and I say I, but there's a whole team that supports that. And Emmanuel is our R&D. So he is looking for the latest innovation in our Equipment 2.0 package, or he's looking for what will he submit a patent for next. He's focused on that next great thing. And I, 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 I believe for us, what has been absolutely important is giving each other that space to focus in their area while you can still continue to support the business itself. So when you say you kind of have to figure out what both of you do the best, and those are the areas in which you focus your attention. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think, you know, trust plays a huge role in entrepreneurship. You have to be willing to trust your partner to make decisions, right? And you have to be willing to um, allow them to make decisions, you know, and, you know, it, it, it's really important that trust is a very important factor in an entrepreneurship relationship, especially when it's with family. Yes, yes, that, that's important. A long time ago, if somebody would have asked me, would you go into business with family or friends for that matter, or loan money? Think think of that. It's like, don't loan money to family or friends because if you want to get it back, <laughs> you might not, and you need to be okay with that. Um, I would have been totally against it. But what I've learned is that when you have a shared passion, and for us, yes, it is growing a successful business, but a business that has a purpose. So being environmentally friendly, we're leaning into fact, the fact that our unique selling proposition is being green, that we can actually save the precious, precious resource of water. And the invention that Emmanuel came up with does exactly that. So a car wash solution that saves water. Want to tell them about it? Yes, but I want to go back to trust again because, you know, trust is earned. When I say trust, trust is earned over time. And for the many years Angela and I have been together, we've been some foxholes together. And there were times when I could look over to her to the left in a foxhole and she was still there. She was still positive. She was still, you know, um, working. She was doing what she needed to do. And to, to me, it was like, wow, this person has exceeded my expectations when it comes to how tough she is. You know, even though she's beautiful and everything, but this 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 young lady is really tough. And she inspires me to be, to work harder. And that's what I mean by trust. I don't mean, you know, trust is an action. Trust is, what are you doing now? Trust is an actualization of using your focus to deal with a situation in an ethical, in a way of, it, it doesn't matter, it's how you deal with the situation. And for me to look at my partner, if I was in a foxhole with anybody, I would want to be in a foxhole with Angela. So that is the kind of trust that is really important. And another thing I think is really important is you have to define what success is. You, you really have to define what success is when it comes to a business. 
Do you want to make a hundred thousand a year? Do you want to do you want to be able to work six months out of the year? And do you want to be able to travel six months out of the year? It doesn't necessarily mean making billions and billions of dollars and trying to keep up with your Joneses. To be an entrepreneur, the very most important thing for me is that these are people who is constantly growing, is constantly evolving, is constantly um, uh, improving, and they're constantly getting to that higher level of consciousness. And all of these things, they help other people in doing it, which makes the world a better place. So we're all in this journey together. We're all beautiful reflections of a greater consciousness, like different flowers and trees, but they all come from the same source. And we're just expressing ourselves in different ways while we're here. But the most important thing is that you have to be able to enjoy this journey. Yeah, that, that is important. So let's talk about some of the spiciness of working alongside your other half in business. Um, there are rewards and there, there are challenges. I will start that what's most important is what, we, what Emmanuel talked about earlier is the fact that we are different. And we're different in a way where we complement each other. And there is that trust that allows us to be ourselves and okay in that space. And for that, we're able to learn a whole lot of skills that we never even thought we wanted to. One thing that I can say for sure, I know more about the patenting process than I ever imagined I would know. And that would not have been possible had it not been for Emile. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that for Angela, you gotta know your parts, right? You gotta know their habits, you gotta know their behavior patterns, because you're together all day. You gotta know when to give them space, you gotta know when to leave them alone. You gotta know all of these different things in order to help them be the best that you can be, that they can be. And you can't just take things personal. And so for me, Angela is just so tunnel focused. And I'm more so of, you know what? Okay, well, I'll get to it. Or, you know, I'm I'm more so like in La La Land, if you will, imagining what needs to be done. And she's like, let's get it done like right now, right now, today. And so I get that. And I don't take that personal. And that's when I'm talking about stripping away your ego. Because she's not. And sometimes the way she said, maybe you feel like she just kind of hurt your feelings. But it's really not about that. It's really not about your ego. It's really about everybody is trying to do what is required to get to that next level in our business structure. Everybody is different. And so there might be days where you might get your feelings hurt. But there may be days where you might feel like you're not getting enough time. There may be days you may feel like you're feeling real crowded and you don't want to deal with situations or circumstances. And these are the moments when you have to rise to the next level. Because these are the barriers that you have to deal with with your partner in order for you to get on the other side of that unknown get on the other side of your ego allow your ego to die to feel like to realize that wow this situation um was a stagnation to me i stepped into it and so i'm better because of it and i'm not holding no grudges we're gonna keep it moving and just stay focused and the, the reality, too, is I have to check myself, um, just like as a business partner in our personal relationship, too, just to, when you're wrong, ask for forgiveness, um, create some space. You're going to make a better choice, and perhaps you have to apologize when you have not said something correctly, and it's a better way to say it. So that is growth. And that is necessary in our personal life, but it's also necessary in our business life as well. But I'll tell you what, 
What I appreciate about working alongside Emmanuel is I always have somebody to lean on. And there's times where um, either some situation may happen and I just have to come out and tell them. It's like, well, this just happened. Okay, I just wanted to say that. I just had to get it out. I had to tell somebody. Um, and he's always there um, to, to listen. And we have learned in our relationship that if I um, am telling you something, I'm not asking you to fix it. I just needed to get it out and say it. So there is a, a lot of learning that we've gone through in the business that also affects our personal relationship as well. So when I say spicy, a little bit of the spiciness is when you have to say you're sorry because you know you came off wrong. Yeah, I mean, Angela, you know, I'm one of those kind of guys. I want to fix it. You know, babe, what's wrong? So my whole first reaction is, oh, let's fix it. And then Angela be like, I'm not trying to fix it right now. I'm just trying to talk about it right now. I'm like, let's fix it. You know, so that that is definitely something that just, that's just a little a little example of just one of the little things that, you know, you have to look at that can really trigger a big argument. You know, it, it really can trigger something that is inside of you that has been pending that you haven't forgiven. And that one little trigger of let me try to fix it. No, I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen. That can erupt a whole different argument about something that has nothing to do with that particular situation. That's the reason why I say we got to keep your eagle in check. You got to keep the thoughts and emotions that causes you to feel a certain way. You got to realize those emotions and thoughts are there and they're just laying dormant whether you realize it or not, waiting on the opportunity to express themselves, whether it's in a negative way or whether it's in a positive way. It, it is funny. Um, people say you guys are together so often you start to look alike. And then others will say you probably finish each other's sentences. Uh, not quite, but I tell you what, we dance together well. So whenever we are in a negotiation or a meeting or anything, um, it, it's almost like we are right there vibing on one another and we know where to go next, no matter what, which is great. Another thing is um, greater control and direction is one of the rewards. And I'll say that from the standpoint of when we look at the next hundred days, when I am having a thought, an epiphany of what needs to happen. I come to my boss, um, who is the king of this castle, and I say, baby, we're going to do this. And he says, okay, honey. So it works out great. Um, you have much greater control when you are working in that family environment because you can have those discussions at, for me, nine o'clock at night or 6 a.m. in the morning um, and still be able to get stuff done. And, you know, yeah, and that's where trust comes in. It's sort of like Angela's really good with money. You know, um, I look at all of the checks. She look at all of the bills. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing. You know, um, I'm like, I don't want to see no bills. I want to focus on the money. So she say, baby, here, open up. These are the checks. Like, thank you. Here go the bills. So you have to deal, <laughs> deal with that. And that's the thing. I mean, because it's funny because I was like that prior to me, Angela. But I did not know Angela enjoyed going, spending time in the post office. I'm like, we're so perfect for each other. You like mail and you like bill. I like to look and check. So this is this is a perfect thing. But at the end of the day, goes back to trust because I know there's a lot of money coming and going. There's a lot of decisions that has to be made. There's a lot of things that's just like really going on. And because she's so organized and because she's the an accountant you know and so and, and because she's so good with money i feel really good about it and i and i would say this because her mom used to tell her i want you to be an accountant she was trying to not be an accountant she wanted to do something else but her mother forced her or influenced her to go into this direction because i'm gonna tell you one thing that her mother understood Angela is going to be counting a whole lot of money and she's going to need those skills to count a whole lot of money. So that's, your mom was right. My mother would be proud to hear that. <laughs> Boy, 
All right, but there's been challenges too. Um, and I, I would say one of the biggest wake up calls for me a couple years ago was the conversation that Emmanuel wanted to share uh, while we're on a great walk. And these walks are usually to clear your mind, to kind of be in touch with nature, to be in one with your breath, et cetera. And he decides to share that he needs to have more dates, which means you work too much and it's time for us to start spending quality time together. So I set a goal that for that separation between work and personal, that I would have 40 dates with him a year. And for me, I would have 40 spa treatments for me. And the last couple years that that has been our focus, it has made a tremendous help in our work-life balance, or at least separating our work life from our personal life. Yeah. And, and, and I just tell you, it, it's really interesting because I wanted more time, more quality time, and not just so focused on business. But what I realized was that our lifestyle gives us that. You know, for an example, you know, we went to the Cincinnati Jazz Festival. Well, we was down there. Um, we did some work. We ended up going to the Jazz Festival, which is a date. And it was a concert, which is a date, but we were working. And then we stayed with one of her girlfriends and they rolled out the red carpet for us. They and we had breakfast, which is a date. You know, and then we 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 left from there and we went to Indiana, which is work. But while we was there, we stayed with another one of her girlfriends, which rolled out the red carpet, which is dates. So what I had to realize was that, you know, we are going on dates. And there's a date is not just, okay, baby, let's dress up and go out and go on a date. Our lifestyle gives us the ability to work and go on dates. So you have to find those little nuggets and you can't be so stuck in your ego and you can't be in your set ways. And it's funny because I think over the last three weeks, I mean, we've been on, we've just been partying, been on date. We was at a retreat, even though it was work. We was there for three days. It was a date. We walked in the woods. So, you know, you have to be able to change and grow and have a different perspective and not be so stuck in your way. That means your ego, you have to let go of that ego. I just want y'all to know that was news. That's the first time I heard him say that, that I believed it because <laughs> I'm a planner. I wrote it down. I planned it. But I, that's the first time I heard him say that recognition that our life is a date. Our, our life is definitely a vacation because that's what it feels like. Um, so another challenge to working um, in business with your other half is the emotional investment. I mean, you, you definitely are focused on success and it can be stressful. There are days when um, you got to get things done or you have a, a proposal that's due and it's due by a certain time. So that creates a bit of stress and that does impact the relationship and that does spill over. Um, so it is the acknowledgement of it, recognizing it. And in my case, it's being a better planner so that I don't carry so much of that stress because I planned ahead. It's not waiting until the day of, but instead working on it week or two in advance um, definitely reduces that stress. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's about balance, you know, and it's about taking care of yourself. It's about eating right. It's about getting a good night's sleep. It, it, it is about all of these different things because that's the thing that I love about entrepreneurs is because, you know, for me, you know, I when I started out as wanting to be an entrepreneur, I was like, oh, I'm going to make all these millions of dollars, you know, and I look around and I have a lot of different friends that make all this money and they still not happy, you know. And one of the things that I had to discover in my journey as being an entrepreneur 
it wasn't the money that I was making. It was the journey and who I have become. It was my ability to be able to overcome my fear. I worked as an engineer and retired for 32 years. In the process of doing that, I've been doing different types of business and things of that nature. But it's real easy to get up and go to work and get a paycheck, and that's fine. And I, and I would say entrepreneurship is not for everybody. But it really wasn't until I had to step out of my comfort zone and have to deal with the daily grind of dealing with people, places, and things, relationships, financing, and stepping into that fearful zone so that I can get to that next level. Though that process, the process that allowed me to be who I am right now, that causes me, allowed me with my energy and my personality and what my beliefs and my, my thought process, I am creating as we sit here and speak now. But years ago, even a little year ago, I wasn't the same person that I am now. And in another year, I'm not going to be the same person that I am now. And that's why I always say, and I say this again, you don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life what you are. And what you are is what you think, what you feel, your personality, and what you believe. And if you're looking at life as if the glass is half empty, then that's what you're going to attract. But if you're looking at life as if the glass is half full, which is a positive way of looking at it, that's what you're going to attract. And so you constantly manifest. One last challenge that I mentioned, we talked about finances earlier, but um, working with your other half in business, uh, money. And when I say money, when we started Detail Experts um, so many years ago, we took a second mortgage on our home. Um, that definitely puts um, some stress on you from the standpoint of, you know, oh my God, I could lose my house if this doesn't go well. So those pressures can be something that is real, recognizing that they're real and having um, great planning and also executing um, in the business. But having those very candid conversations is also um, important when you have to deal with money situations. Somebody didn't pay you on time or you got a bill that was unexpected or um, some legal situation happened and you have to deal with it. it. It's definitely important to have those conversations with your partner so that he understands where you are and together you guys could work it out. Um, that's most important, but communication is the key. Well, for, for sure, because this is the thing. Psychologically, if you continue to focus on a problem or a situation, it's going to become a problem. When you deal with it, you know you need to deal with it, you deal with it. Once you finish dealing with it, don't dwell on if I could, I would, I should have, or what may or what may not happen. That's where psychological fear comes in. Because you're now, in your thoughts, blocking your ability to attract. And so when you have a situation that you have to deal with, a lot of our self-suffering comes from psychological stories and thoughts that we tell ourselves that's not even really happening. And so my thing is that with Angela and I, when we say, and this is a practice that you have to continue to be aware, but when we say these are things that we need to do, we're going to deal with them, we got a plan in place, but we're not going to worry about it. That's all your problems goes away because your problems are nothing but stories you're telling yourself that was not even happening and you creating that self-sabotage situation for yourself, which create suffering. So for us, it's really, really important that we understand these type of dynamics of how important it is to be in the present moment, 
how important it is to stay rooted in gratitude, how important it is to be aware of those thoughts and those emotions and those stories that rob you and cause you to go into a fearful panic state, because all of that is just an illusion. And when you're able to overcome those obstacles and get on the other side, it's like the it, it, it's, it's the silver lining behind the clouds. And that's what I love and enjoy about entrepreneurship, because every day almost is one of those situations where you say, OK, here we go. For me, that's what purpose is about. That's what my life is about. It's sort of like I'm not here to just work and make money and go about my daily life. That's not why I'm here. I'm way more important than that. My primary function here on this earth is to serve humanity, help one another, make the world a great place to be, and enjoy this journey. And in order for me to do that, I had to get out of the, the workplace that I was in and transition into something that I enjoy, I had a passion for, and I'm helping other people. It's really interesting how Angela worked for corporate America, had great job. You could play golf or travel, they did, but she was so miserable. And she got to the point where she said, you know what, baby, I'd rather go clean toilets, go and deal with this situation in corporate America making this amount of money. That is the caterpillar that is becoming, that have be, is in the process of becoming a butterfly through friction, through suffering, because suffering plays a noble role in the evolution of your consciousness and you becoming a better person. So there is no good or bad or right or wrong, only when we judge it. When we judge a situation, as good or bad, that becomes our ego. It was this guy who um, he won a lottery. And when we talk about good or bad and judging and ego and, you know, being afraid. And he was a very wise guy. And he won a lottery. And all his friends came and was like, oh, man, you're rich. And, you know, you got all this money and this, that, and the other. And he wasn't so happy that he lost himself and he wasn't so negative that he lost himself. He said, maybe great, fine. And then a couple of days later with the money that he bought, he bought him a Ferrari. He was in a car accident. And so his friends came to the, to the hope, to, to the hospital. They were like, Oh, we are so sad that, you know, you got into an accident because you made all that, you got all this money and you bought this Ferrari and you was in a car accident. And his response was, Maybe he didn't get caught into being so negative. And then the next day, the house that he bought on this cliff, he paid millions of dollars for this house. And the cliff, while he was in a hospital, the cliff fell in the ocean. So people came back to him in the hospital and friends were like, oh man, you should be so happy you was in the hospital. You got into a car accident because you was in the hospital because you wasn't at home because your cliff, your house fell in the cliff and you would have been killed or died. And his response was, maybe. The moral of the story is you don't know what's good or what's bad because there is a greater consciousness that while that brought you here, when you showed up as an individual in this life, there was another consciousness. There was a divine intelligence that put you here for purpose. And everything that happened, whether it's good or bad, is for your greater good as long as you learn the lesson and continue to evolve you know, I would say that holds true. We um, work with a lot of entrepreneurs in our franchise system and other business owners outside of the franchise system. And we know for sure that friction happens. Um, but what we have often heard is that good communication is important. And I would say in our family business, good communication um, is important. And, and it's funny, good. That doesn't mean it's perfect because like I said earlier, I am not always perfect. I don't always say the right things. I don't always time it just right. 
And sometimes we have to make decisions in a flash. So it's better to ask for forgiveness um, in some situations than to ask for permission. But the idea is having that transparency in all conversations, especially financial conversations, and when there is conflict, addressing that as well constructively. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> so there's new challenges and opportunities all the time as well. So being able to discuss those um, in a way where you are sensitive to the fact that the other person may need time to digest it, to absorb it. So just because just because it's permeating all over you may not necessarily mean your partner feels the same way in that moment. In that moment, over time, however, it is up to each one of us as partners and as a husband and wife duo um, to sell that idea to the other partner. Yeah, um, Angela comes up with you know some great tactics and strategies. I come up with great ideas and different creative things, and we have to blend that and we have to consolidate to say, well, what is what is the best for us at this particular time? And our ability to be able to communicate those things, you know, takes on a, a great challenge. I mean, because we, we, we both kind of know where we're trying to go, but the way of getting there, our ability to get there in a way where we feel good about it. I mean, that becomes very important. Yeah. One thing that we know for sure is, Communication is good, but when there are challenges or struggles in communication, sometimes we have to seek outside help. And it's, it's not always um, personal, but it can be. Uh, we are not afraid um, to seek help uh, from a mediator or a counselor, a good friend, uh, a therapist, when we have conflicts that we cannot resolve. But Definitely having that specialized team is important. So there is times when we call on our attorney and ask him lots of questions often, um, which is, may not be something that is a struggle between the two of us, but it's something that we need to address in the business and we don't necessarily have the expertise or an insurance agent or our accountant or our CPA or any professionals um, getting that specialized attention. For us, we have a super fantastic team around us from our marketing team to our accounting team, to our executive team, to our accountant, our lawyer, our CPA, our tax preparer. Um, we have a wonderful team of individuals around us to help us in all of that conversation. And with that, um, we also know that if we need to get um, help to create some space or whatever. We have a team for that as well. One thing that we um, know for sure as entrepreneurs, there are a, a large group of entrepreneurs that have the same challenges that we have. So we really lean into our relationships with mentors and mentees and the Edward Lowe Foundation, et cetera, to get help and talking to other entrepreneurs that may be experiencing the same thing that we're experiencing to get another perspective. So to make sure we reach out to the experts, that's important. You know, I, I think that we're kind of, everybody's an entrepreneur in a certain kind of way because people go out, they earn money, and they bring it home and provide a living for themselves. And one a snapshot into an entrepreneur to see how you will be as an entrepreneur, look at your house and how it's structured and how it's situated and how you have put your home together. How you look at your finances. Is your financing um, in a structural way? Because if you look at, as, as a household, if you look at your finances, if your finances is in disarray, then your business finances will be in disarray if you use those same tactics. So, once you are able to get your financial situation structured and in order, that is a start of helping you to become an entrepreneur when you step outside of that workplace and into your own business. 
another um, part of um, uh, uh, structure is communication. You know, when you look at the communication in your household and everybody on TV looking at video games and everybody got headphones on and minding their own business, or are you guys communicating? This person in this room looking at TV and that person in that room looking at TV, or are you communicating? You know, communication is very important. So when you look at your situation, it's a snapshot of if you do want to decide to become an entrepreneur, if you, you know, looking at the people in your home as a business owner, you got to make sure your communication so you can start working on that as well. And then the third thing is your ego. You know, are you holding on to things that is unnecessary? And I'm not just talking about people, places, and things. I'm talking about thoughts. I'm talking about emotions. I'm talking about your ability not to forgive. You're, I'm talking about, you know, your ability to hold on to fear. I'm talking about your your ability to hold on to thoughts and emotions that doesn't mean you any good. That's just a story in your head. That right there kind of encompasses the other two because you got to be aware and present enough to know what's going on inside of you to be a, an effective communicator, to be an effective business owner, to be an effective person that have the ability to be able to um, uh, understand what is going on in this particular environment so that I can figure out how do I work this as a group to get to a place where I find that joy and happiness and success that I'm looking for. Yes. So let's talk tech because I, I think that's important. What has been truly beneficial for us and our business, and I know other entrepreneurs that we talk to as well inside the franchise and outside, is using technology to advance the business. Um, it, it is a way to build trust with, the cu- with your customers. Uh, we have been recognized as number one in customer service multiple times, and a lot of that really deals with our ability to quickly get back with customers using technology. We have an online booking tool, and it, it's exciting because it makes it easy. Um, Emmanuel lately has been getting excited about um, other technology that's similar. I mean, when you think of the Ubers and the Turos out there, when you can make it easy for people to schedule an appointment either immediately or later with your technology is great. Um, engaging um, on social media and otherwise using these apps is important. Besides that, technology also helps you manage costs. And managing costs is absolutely important. Uh, It's so funny. I I was just talking about this last week, that detail experts is too big to be small, but too small to be big. So it's finding a way to leverage technology so that you can place yourself in positions where large companies or larger companies are just by the fact that you focus on tech. And then besides that, we support one another in that way. Um, I I may be a little more techie uh, than Emmanuel, but don't get that twisted because to me, I have decided that I would not be the first one to get the Apple um, 15. So I hold back a few versions before I move forward, but I believe in technology. So it's definitely all with the eye out for it. But him and I together, um, it's definitely making you think about it's not just tech. Um, You have to communicate outside of it, but using technology to move ahead is important. The other thing that I think is um, extremely important in working in the family business is having hard truths. Now, Emmanuel talked about earlier the fact that he has great ideas all the time, and most of them are great. Most of his ideas are great. And then there's a couple. (laughs) Um, And and because sometimes his ideas are rapid fire, he goes from one great idea to the next great idea to the next great idea. And as an implementer or executor, I'm usually, I, I used to chase the ideas of what is he focusing on now? I have since learned that that's fine. He'll have another idea. So let's take it down, but let's finish the one that we started on yesterday or otherwise we would both be hopping all over the place. So I I know sometimes for him, that's not easy to hear, but that is a hard truth. 
Sometimes we have to follow one course until successful. And then if we need to pivot or shift, then we will. But we can't chase all of the ideas at the same time. Right, baby? Uh, absolutely. And that's what I love about our partnership. And that's what I'm, I'm talking about, my ego. It's like, I know how I am. So it's like she's going to she's gonna curtail me and keep me in line. And at the same time, I'm going to curtail her and keep her in line. And we're going to do this thing together. So I get it. Hard truths are conversations that we must have, but you can't take them personal and you can't hold on to them. And, and that's where the, the problems begin. Yes. So we're going to wrap this up now because I, I think that it's important that we share nuggets, not just about us, but what we have experienced working with so many other entrepreneurs and business owners ourselves, both inside the franchise and out, that when people ask us the question, if we could turn time back, will we do it all over again? Um, emphatically, my answer is yes. Yeah, um, yesterday or, or just the other day, Imai and I had a discussion that um, if we wanted to renew our vows or would we do it all over again was the basic question. And my answer was yes. And his was, it was yes. All right. Just just making sure. But we and, and please understand, it's a lot that goes into that. But we are both deeply committed and passionate about making a difference with this business called Detail Experts, where we can save our environment one car at a time. And that makes a difference. I mean, and have we made mistakes? And will we make more mistakes? Absolutely. Um, I, I would say that goes back to that friction that Emmanuel talked about earlier, that in business, there's going to be um, times where you're going to do things that you probably should have done differently. You're going to say things that you probably should have said differently. Those are all mistakes. But as a entrepreneur, you have a new moment, a new hour, a new day, a new season, a new year um, to do it all over again. So as we look at this last 100 days of 2023, um, it turns out that we have a fun. I mean, this is still exciting. And as long as it continues to be exciting, um, I'm I'm all in. Well, I, I would like to end it by saying, first of all, thank you for your time. Thank you for um, being a part of our listening audience. And I, I'm going to have to go back to that question that Angela said. If I had an opportunity to do it all over again, um, would I do anything different? Growing up in the project, the project, you know, not having a lot of money, but I had a lot of love because my mom and all of the ups and downs and death and situations and all of the things that have happened in my life, if I had to do it all over again, I'll do it the exact same way. And the reason why is because I am who I am right now. Each and every turn, whether I realize it or not, or maybe I didn't understand it, or I didn't understand the pain, I didn't understand the fear, but you know what? I am that caterpillar that has just think about it. What if a caterpillar had a human mind and it was going into a cocoon and it was coming to become a beautiful butterfly? It'll be complaining about everything. I'm dead. I'm born here. I'm getting tired. I can't see. I can't. The caterpillar with a human mind wouldn't understand the evolution in that its whole destiny was to become this beautiful butterfly that transcend walking and fly away to make the world a beautiful place, even as being a butterfly. So if I had to do it all over again, I'll do it the exact same way because I'm here and now. And I will say this, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, if you want to be a business owner, there has been a voice and a desire and a drive inside of each one of us, even when we were younger. But a lot of times there was so much noise that we didn't want to hear. My suggestion and my advice will be listen to that calling. Listen to that voice. Follow that voice. And wherever it leads you, doesn't necessarily mean entrepreneurship or doesn't mean, I don't know where it's going to lead you. But wherever it leads you, it's going to take you to a place where money can't buy. And that is peace. That is joy, that is purpose, 
And that is the reason why you're here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you and welcome to our new season. You've been listening to more details, please, on Business Radio X. The podcast is brought to you by Detail Experts, the mobile steam cleaning company that saves the planet one franchise at a time. Until next time, we're Angela and Emmanuel Williams. Thank you for listening to More Details, Please. Presented by Emmanuel and Angela Williams from Detail Experts, the mobile steam cleaning company dedicated to protecting the planet. Be sure to subscribe to More Details, Please on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook at Detail Experts and visit detailexperts.net. That's D-E-T-A-I-L-X-P-E-R-T-S dot net. We hope you've gained some valuable insights from our conversations today. Stay driven by curiosity, and we'll bring you more details next time.